All right. What is going on? We are live on Facebook in the free sales objection system dojo group. So if you guys are not over on our Facebook group right now, you should definitely join that. It's a place where we can all gather, share ideas, ask tons of questions. It's an absolute blast. And of course, welcome back to the Army of One podcast. This is a sales podcast built for solopreneurs and people who want to grow their business, expand their teams, not be a solopreneur or not be wearing all the hats in their business. We're going to explore that through sales. We're going to get better at selling. It's one of the most important skills. It's also a perishable skill, meaning that if you do not practice selling, if you do not role play, or what we like to call in the dojo, spar with other individuals who are also skilled, not unskilled individuals, then you're going to get rusty. That ax is going to get dull. And we all know, a dull axe is not going to do a good job felling a tree. So we're going to focus on that topic today. I am running solo, so I'll be your host today, Jeff Burlingame. And Coach Joe Marcou is flying to Mexico right now. So you know what? Hope he has a great time, actually. <laughs> Super jealous of him, though. So Joe is going to be in Mexico. So we're riding solo today. And the topic at hand is that everybody, and I mean all caps, Say it with me, folks. Everybody needs sales training. I'll give you a great analogy. I used to sell personal training. And a common thought that comes with personal training is like, oh, that's not for everybody. That's like for celebrities, right? Why is it just for celebrities? It's not. If you really dig deeper, the most prolific athletes in history have had personal trainers. Of course they have. They want to reach peak physical condition and they want to maintain peak physical condition so they can be at the top of their game at all times. So why would the most fit individuals on earth need personal trainers and Joe Schmo anybody doesn't? It doesn't make any sense. Now that applies across the board. If you want to reach peak condition with anything, you need training. So that is something that you need to think about or consider like, oh, I'm pretty good at sales. Oh, I close most people that I talk to. Like, that's great and all, but we all need sales training. And I mean, when I said everybody, myself and Joe included, we get ourselves training all the time. I have a weekly training session that I do with Joe. Joe has weekly training as well. He and I bounce ideas and challenge each other on ideas all the time. And then we spar on stuff that we talk about all the time too. And then we also try to exhibit that skill on you know, media like this. So we'll go on to a podcast, we'll talk about it, we'll role play with other people, we'll spar, we'll answer questions via Facebook. The point is you're constantly in that state of play with sales. And by doing that, you're constantly sharpening that axe. You're constantly improving that skill set. So that way, when we encounter a sales opportunity, when we get on a sales call, we're not rusty. It's second nature. We throw around this term a lot, which is unconscious competence, meaning it's that, like I said, second nature, that reflex that I don't need to think about this in order to do it well. And that's where everybody should be. That's where we want all you coaches to be, because you're always going to have these opportunities. They might just pop up. What if somebody called you and they're like, hey, you know, I want to I want to you know, learn more about what it is that you offer. You talk to them for a little bit and, they, and then you offer to book a call with them. They say, hey, what about right now? Do you need preparation? Do you need to mentally ready yourself? Or are you ready right now in the moment? Because I'll tell you, if they're asking for the appointment right now, 
you've already eliminated one of the biggest problems that people have in selling, which is show percentage. I book a call. Do they show up? I mean, it's not going to be 100%. So at this point, if they say, let's talk right now, you've got 100% show. And if you're ready, then you can do a good job with it. And if you're not in that sort of sales ready state, then you're probably going to have some trouble. So we want to get everybody in that ready state where they can attack that call, where they can do great on it without even thinking about it. So let's dive into this topic today. Before we do, I've got uh, something I want to do as as far as like every episode going forward, which is answer a couple of questions that have come in from you guys. So these are coming specifically from that free Facebook group. It's Friday morning and I haven't had enough coffee apparently. But this free Facebook group where you guys can drop these questions, we are documenting them. We're writing them down and we're going to answer them on all future episodes. So feel free at any point in time to throw a question into uh, either the chat, the comments from this live uh, to email us. You can email me specifically, jeff at sosdojo.com or just to post in that Facebook group and then make sure you tag us just so we don't miss it. So tag myself uh, most importantly, because I'll write it down. You can tag Joe, he'll probably just answer it right there. But I want to carry it out because you're not the only person asking these questions. So we're going to address those first. And then I want to get into the topic at hand, of course, which is, you know, that we all need this training. So what do we do about it? Right? Now, if you guys are listening on any podcast platform, make sure you go subscribe, drop us a five star review. We really do appreciate that. And like I said, uh, the in the show notes here in the description below, you're going to see a link to this group. So if you want to join, go ahead and join. Otherwise, search it up on Facebook. So first question I wanted to address came in fairly recently. This is from Vishal. Hopefully I said your name right. I apologize if I did not. Um, I'm pretty terrible at this. Chaz, our producer here knows this. I, I run quite a few podcasts and I am notoriously bad at names. So apologies in advance to everybody's name, I try to say. Um, so they ask, what are your thoughts on the best way to introduce your company, your products, your services, etc. initially? Now, they also put here email, phone call, mail out campaign. So I'm curious, this actually does warrant a follow-up question or two or three, which is in what context are we talking? Is this like a networking situation? Are you at a mastermind? Are you talking purely cold traffic? Because the reality is probably none of those things. So if I'm trying to introduce my company, my product, my services, the best way I can do that is by helping first. So what I want to actually do is put out on social media, the most prolific media platform that I can right now. It's not email. It's not phone. It's none of those things. We're not we're not in the days of sequential dialing via a phone book. We're way past that. So what you want to do first is you just want to, well, number one, make sure that you have a valuable product or service, something that can improve people's lives, something that's going to bring uh, positivity to them in one way or another, right? So I'll give you an example. If I am a weight loss coach, then the positive thing I can do is I can demystify weight loss. I can answer some of the most frequently asked questions, FAQs, on weight loss. I can address myths about weight loss. I can uh, just destroy terrible ideas about weight loss so that they don't end up wasting time and money and effort on something that doesn't work. That brings value. So if I talk about that via that social media, then I am providing value. So the best way you can introduce your company product services to anybody, media first, videos especially, and focus on those things. What are the problems that your avatar, your perfect 
client, right? So have someone in mind here. Who is your perfect client? And what kind of problems are they experiencing? And then how would you solve those problems? Or again, help demystify, uh, dispel rumors, um, you know, destroy false uh, ideas that are out there that other people are putting out there. So, I mean, we're, we're in a world, right, where we've got access to the world at our fingertips. We've got a phone. I can post anything I want anywhere. It could be blatantly false or it could be, you know, especially true and somewhere in between. So we want to make sure that, you know, it's something you can contribute that's positive is that we're taking a, a stand against these false ideas that are being put out there by some of these instant influencers, right? The people without the experience, the education or the skill set that are simply chasing clout and saying like, oh, you're just going on a juice fast, right? No offense if you guys like juice fast. I'm just throwing it out there. But you got to follow the science. So if you know how this actually works, you can help people by just talking about that. So the first thing I would do is I would just talk about that. Now, in, in the instance that maybe you have a, a lead in front of you or you're at a networking event, then something that we like to follow here uh, at the SOS Dojo is a, a simple format, right? Which is picture this, imagine that, right? So picture this, and I'll use us for example. Picture this, you're, you've, you've built an amazing company. You've got something that you're really passionate about. And that is helping people improve their abilities to handle objections on the fly, to do so with unconscious confidence. And you want to get that out in the world and you want to help coaches as much as you possibly can, right? And you know, at this point, what you can shift to is like, uh, imagine that. And let me actually let me actually back this up. Hang on. So, what I want to do with this is we'll say picture this in the format of the problem that your person has. So I'm coming off of like you know uh, I guess a different thought process there. So let's hit this again. So it's okay. We all make mistakes. This is the safest place to make mistakes, and I just made one myself. So picture this. Insert the problem that your person has. So I'll use us as an example again. So picture this. You, you've got an amazing, amazing product or service and you want to deliver value. You're talking to as many people as you possibly can, but you're just not getting them to sign up. You have the value. You know you can change people's lives for the positive, and yet you're unable to get them to sign up with you. What gives? Now, imagine that you work with a company that is going to help you handle these objections, to handle them with unconsciousness. To be able to go forth confidently, pitch a price, any price that you want. In fact, even raise your prices. Now, who do you know who would be searching for something like that? Because that's what I do. So essentially what I've done is I've illustrated the problem that most of the clients that we have deal with. And then I've also addressed the solution that we provide for said problem. And then I've connected it with a closing question, which is now, who do you know who would benefit from this solution? So that's a format that we'd recommend in like a networking scenario. So somebody walks up to you and they say, hey, Jeff, what do you do? Right. We don't just say, oh, I'm a sales trainer. Because that's the most boring, dry conversation you could possibly have with any other human being. So don't do that. Don't say, oh, I'm a weight loss coach. Instead, we're going to, again, picture this, address what the actual problem is, and then present the solution. So, you know, long answer there, but hopefully that was helpful for you. Now. Another thing that this person also said was in my early days, I would take rejection almost personally, not really a, a question per se, but definitely something good to talk about. And I'm sure that this person is not alone. Period. The end. They're not alone. We all take it personally. I still take it personally. 
it's very difficult not to take an objection personally, especially when it comes forth in, we'll say, kind of a snotty way, right? Well, let's just say, for example, you present your price and then somebody says, holy cow, that's insane. Do people actually pay that much? Is that in pesos? This is ridiculous. Or they just scoff at it <laughs> or they laugh at it. And I've had that happen. That's the toughest one for me emotionally to control. Now, something we talk about at the SOS Dojo a lot is that as emotions go up, intelligence goes down. So control over those emotions is as important a skill as being able to simply handle the objections themselves and how you present yourself with each objection handling, uh, which with each objection that you handle, right? So control of emotions is something that you also have to work on. It is a perishable skill as well. If you're not constantly focused on how you're controlling those emotions, they're going to get out of line. You're going to lose track of them, right? So I get it. I'm with you. And what I recommend to everyone here is when you hear that objection, instead of that gut reaction of like, oh, no, they're not going to sign up. Let's try and just take a pause, right? Just a pause, not a 10 second pause here. Don't like freak the other person out like, ooh, they just powered down. What's wrong with them? No, just a briefest of pause, right? One to two seconds. Take a breath, right? And remind yourself. Now, I like to have like a positive mantra going into uh, you know any sales appointment. And you might be surprised by what it is. So my positive mantra going into appointment is, number one, I'm going to get to know this person. And number two, I'm going to uncover their problem and help them understand it. And number three, I'm going to present my solution and find a way to help them. Now, the end of that doesn't say and sign them up. It doesn't say, and take their credit card information. It says, and find a way to help them, right? So get to know them, find their problem, and make sure they understand it. That's a key point as well. And then present my solution. Simply it, I'm going to give myself a chance. So I'm going to present my solution no matter what, I'm going to get there. And then help them, find a way to help them. Now, that might not be with me. I might not be the ideal solution for them. And in that case, I'm going to direct them somewhere else where they actually will find uh, that solution that, that, that they will improve or deal with whatever problem it is that they have. Right. So we're going to find a way to help. Them. Now, if I have that in mind, it's a lot easier for me to handle these objections, take them in stride, right? Not, not to overthink it, not to overcomplicate it, not to get emotional about it. So highly recommend you've got some sort of mantra you can always refer back to. Um, I used to write this down on post-it notes, but now it's like ingrained, imprinted on my brain, on the inside of my skull, right? So I always know exactly what I need to do, and I'm not worried about that anymore. So people can't phase me with objections anymore. And if you guys have that mantra and you take that breath, you'll be in the same boat. So highly recommend do that. Um, this last one I want to hit for today's questions is from Nisha, and it is uh, referring to a video that we put out from a previous podcast, actually, uh, where Joe and I were talking about positive versus negative selling. So a very quick uh, preface here. Positive selling is where you focus on the positive future goals of a person, right? What happens when? What happens when you join the SOS Dojo and you're able to handle objections with unconscious confidence? Well, you'll be able to close more sales, right? But that's a positive forward thinking mindset that we can go for. And it puts them into a space of like, wow, I'm going to be this person once I achieve X, Y, Z. You can do the same for weight loss and fitness. You can do the same for career coaching. Like imagine you've, uh, you know, you, you've now gotten hired at this new job and you're respected, right? You're getting paid what you're worth. 
blah, 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 right? That's positive selling. Negative selling is where you deal in the negative space, the inverse, obviously. So now we're really referring to like the pain that they experience, you know, and, and now we can talk about either the cost of inaction, what happens if you don't, right? What happens if you don't start this weight loss program, don't join the gym, don't do X, Y, and Z. Well, you're going to continue down the same path that you're on right now. You're probably going to struggle. You might experience this pain over and over again. And this could also be where you start talking about the challenges and pain points this person has now. So they could be in a state of pain at this very moment, right? Maybe it's a gastrointestinal, right? Like I'm having problems with my GI. If I were to start changing my diet around and improving my exercise and doing all these different things, maybe that GI pain goes away. Maybe it at least diminishes. That is what we're talking about. So the question was this. I'm assuming positive selling is better, question mark. The answer is, and Joe answered this in the, in the comments, um, that's a loaded question, right? Because it's not necessarily true. And we address this on that podcast. If you watch the full episode of the podcast or listen to the whole podcast, and that was on our previous podcast called Help More, Sell More. So if you want to find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Help More, Sell More. It's back there. Um, but the, the short version, short answer of this is this. Both are good and should be used simultaneously. You actually should be digging into people's pain so you better understand where they're at and what they need to get rid of, let go of, uh, get away from. And then you also need to dig into positivity. What's going to happen when? What type of person are they going to be when? How are they going to feel when? Right? We need to get into both of these things because that is how you properly problem agitate solve when it comes to selling which is necessary. If there is no problem, there is no sale. But also, if there is no emotional attachment to the improved lifestyle after they work with you, there may be no sale. So having both, that is how you have a very powerful, what we call emotional tie down that is going to cause somebody to want to buy from you, not to need to be sold. If you're arguing with somebody, if you're dealing with 17 objections, like you're selling them. Like you are pushing hard. You have to push hard to get that sale. Wouldn't we all rather have people just buy from us? Well, if we do a good job with positive and negative selling, we can, right? So hopefully that's helpful for you as well, Nisha. And hopefully it's helpful for, I would imagine, everybody because we all have the same questions. We're all dealing with the same stuff. So let's, let's cap this episode off with the important stuff here we started out with. Everybody needs sales training. Why? Why does everybody need training? I sell. I sell, uh, we, we had somebody come to us this week, get on a call with us and talk to us about closing 10 out of 10 sales. And the first reaction is probably this, dude, you're awesome at selling. Nice work. You definitely don't need sales training. And that thought process is actually incorrect. The correct response to a person who comes to me and says, I'm closing 100% is this, raise your rates. You're not charging enough. And this is also why you need this training, because training isn't simply step into the gym and spar. It's also, for example, we offer to our paying members what we call Kaizen Q&A, which is an open forum hour call that we do with everybody invited. So we can get everybody who's paying with us right now on that call, but we'll address everything, all the problems they have, sales process, mindset, you name it, like we're addressing it, not just objections. There's a lot more to sales, a lot more than objections. It's just the fun, sexy part that we get to do, right? So when it comes to the actual selling, though, you have to have a rock solid mindset. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. Now, this person's kicking ass. 
10 for 10. So of course, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Hey, great work. You signed up the last 10 people you talked to. I love that. Now, here's the thing. Here's where like mentorship and coaching comes into play, which is something we also do and that everybody needs because you need sort of a, a third party voice, somebody else to say it. Have you guys ever had this situation happen? I, I had this in the gym all the time. I'll give you an example. I'm trying to teach somebody how to do something. Let's say like a handstand or a pull up, right? And it, it's as much about your biomechanical movement, your perfection of that movement as it is about brute strength. And you guys have seen this before. If you watch any lifting at all or anybody doing gymnastics, somebody who's really strong can kind of move through these things. It just looks clunky. It's definitely not efficient, but we could teach people to be efficient by improving their biomechanical movement, right? So what would happen is I would coach somebody and I'd say, uh, for example, with the pull-up, go hollow body, which means just tighten up your core a little bit and now pull towards your chest instead of in this like forward kind of a lot of people try to do pull-ups like here, like pull down towards the top of your chest. So I could say like, try that. And they wouldn't get it, wouldn't get it, wouldn't get it. And then another coach would walk over and say it a little bit differently, right? They might say, pretend that you're pulling your elbows to your spine. And after they did that, all of a sudden they did a pull-up. Perfect. You're like, I was saying the same thing with a slight tweak. And this is where coaching and mentoring comes in. And this applies to everything. You might be thinking like, this is what I need to do. But I mean, let's be real, guys. Why would you reinvent the wheel when somebody else has already poured blood, sweat, and tears into this thing and learned? Learn from them. Learn from them. Like that, that is one of the top pieces of ad advice that I could give myself in my 20s, right? Like go get a coach immediately. You know, like I spent the next seven years from 2027 just struggling and bashing my head against the wall when I could have got a coach and just like sped to success. And we all need to think that way. So get a coach. They'll tell you it differently than you've heard from a book or you've heard from a podcast or if you've heard for, from a seminar, right? And, and they'll understand your problem better because they can dig into it. So coming back to, you know, really focusing on what we're talking about is, you know, if, if we have a person come in and they're saying, I'm closing 10 out of 10, they might just settle. They might just be like, great, 100% close. Why would I do anything else? Everybody I talk to signs up. I mean, that's great. What are you charging? What's your rate? Let's say that they're charging $9.99 for a 12-week course. That's not enough. I don't care what you're selling, you guys. If your course is $9.99 for 12 weeks, it's not enough. You can charge a lot more than that. This is a free market. You can charge anything you want, really. But what's realistic or what's a goal for us is we want to work with high ticket coaches and we want to make high ticket coaches successful because that's the, the best profit margin for them. So you should be making yourself as a goal $500 an hour. That's a bare minimum goal to me. $500 an hour would be totally reasonable for any entrepreneur. And if you're not making that, and maybe if you're scared to do the math, like just do it anyways, do it scared, but know your worth right now. Know your value right now. I'm sorry. Your worth is more than that. Your value currently might be a dollar. You're worth a hundred thousand times that. Okay. We all have to, of course, believe that you're worth that you're providing value to the world. You're changing lives. You deserve to get paid that okay? you deserve it. Don't settle for anything less. So set a goal. I want to change my hourly rate, my personal value to the business to 500 an hour. In order to do that, you got to raise your rates. So with this person, the discussion, of course, should be, okay, congrats, you're 10 out of 10. Now, let's actually get you 
to raise your rates and then see if we're still 10 out of 10. And maybe we're not. And that's okay. Because let's say she doubled her rates and now she cuts down to five out of 10. But we're still making the same amount of money. And by improving her skill set as far as handling objections, which you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to work harder to handle them, then she's going to increase from five out of 10 to probably six to eight out of 10, which means she's winning now. Right. And the profit per client, the lifetime value per client is now double at least, if not more, because double probably isn't even enough for raising those rates. I would probably have her almost triple them. Okay. So think about that. Look at your own rates. Look at your own closing rate. Where am I at with this? And this is what I was talking about. Like, let's, let's call her an elite coach. Okay. We don't, we don't know. I'm not insinuating anything here. Maybe she's great. Maybe she's not right. If you're closing 10 out of 10, we could call you regardless of the price that you're selling in that situation, elite level. But are you elite in the minor leagues or the major leagues? Because we all should be elite in the major leagues. The only way to move up to that is by increasing your rates, which is a constant, never ending process and get back to a high closing percentage. And if you're unable to do that, that's where the training really shines. And that's why everybody needs it. Regardless of your closing percentage right now, if you're at 100% close, you need sales training. If you're at 20% close, of course you need sales training. Everybody needs it. It could also be beyond your ability to handle objections. It could be your sales process. It could be the way you ask questions. It could be the format in which you're having your communication, right? Maybe you don't do Zoom. Maybe you do phone calls. Maybe you do text. Maybe you do email. I don't know what exactly the format is of the media that you are working on, but it could be a whole slew of different things. So it's something that we have to keep in mind. There's a lot more than just handling. At the end of the day, if you are closing at 100% and you're just, you know, point this finger at yourself like you, you're awesome. You're great. Like, don't get me wrong. I think you're awesome. And I think you're great. And because of that, I want you to make what you're worth, right? Increase your personal value because you're worth it and you deserve to get paid. Raise your rates. Challenge yourself. I promise it's not as scary as you think. <laughs> like just do the thing. Press the button and go. And then if you get stuck, go get training. Go improve your skill set and you'll be able to close more deals. Right. So let's just all agree, as of the wrapping up of this episode, that we all, regardless of where we're at right now, need some level of training. And I'm not just talking about sales either. Like this is in life. This is why there are life coaches. This is why there's therapists. This is why there are personal trainers. This is why there's nutrition coaches. If we were to put ourselves in the elite of elite category, we would have a coach in almost everything. And like who here, you know, forget about money, period. Like, you don't pretend you don't have to pay for this. All these coaches are free. Who here wouldn't take advantage of all these coaches? Like, I want to improve my ability as uh, a father, a husband, um, a fisherman. Right. I would always want to catch more fish. Okay. Uh, I want to improve my ability at anything I can think of. Selling is one of those amazing yet perishable skills that can get me a lot of the things I want because it can increase my personal wealth. So it's one of the most valuable skills I can improve. Uh, part of your wealth, though, is your, your body as well. So, like investing in a coach, a trainer, a nutritionist is something that's extremely valuable because I mean, without my body, you know, my money, my financial wealth 
isn't worth too much because I just can't do the things I want to do. So that's something to keep in mind, right? So again, everybody needs training, right? So I want you guys to do this. We like to throw an action step out every single episode. The action step today is that you need to go back. You need to look at one, your price. What are you charging? How many offers do you have, by the way, which is what we'll probably get into in like the next episode. So if you have one offer right now, you're like, this is it. You want to join, you want to work with me. It's 12 weeks, 9.99. Cool. What else? What other options do you have? Do you have a premium offer? Could you do a higher end offer than that? How could you shake that up? How could you bring more value? Right? What other options do you have? And then after the 12 weeks, what happens? Do you have a legacy program? Do you have a month to month? Maybe you option like another year paid in full. Uh, What does that look like? What's the continuation of the process look like with you? Something to keep in mind as well. Now, look at your closing percentage of the last 10 people that you met on an actual sales call, actual sales appointment, Zoom call, phone call, whatever it was, DM conversation, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. How many of those signed up with you? If it's greater than 80%, our bottom line action step is raise your rates. You got to go up. You're closing to 80%, especially if it's easy and you're like, just dust the shoulders off. I'm crushing it. Raise your darn rates, challenge yourself a little bit, and then work on your skill set of closing. Improve your ability to close, close up to 80% again, raise your rates again. I mean, look at our freaking economy. Look at inflation. This ain't going away. So if things that you need are going to be more and more expensive, should you not improve or increase the price of the offers that you have so that you can improve your personal wealth? I think so. Make your life easier, right? So end of the day, guys, hopefully that was helpful. This is something that you need to pay attention to as far as what we call metrics. So make sure you're tracking those closing metrics. Make sure you got an eye on your pricing. You should increase your prices. And again, if you're eight, nine, 10 out of 10, last 10 sales, please go raise your rates. And if you still struggle with selling at that point, or you start to struggle with selling at that point, rather, come see us, come talk to us, right? Hop into the live here uh, or book a demo call with us and we'll talk about it. We'll see what's going on. Right. All right, you guys, that's all I got for you today. Uh, Again, hopefully this was helpful for you. If it was and you're listening on the podcast or even if you're not right now, go subscribe on any podcast app that you have. Drop us a five star review. Really appreciate that. And then, as always, you you can join our free Facebook group. So Sales Objection System Dojo is open to all who own a business and want to get better at selling, want to live a better life. That's what we're here for. Right. So awesome. Thanks for hanging out with me on this Friday, you guys. And Chaz, take us out of here. See you guys next week.